You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. I'm really excited about today's show on impact. I've got great people today. I have Sevia Caroline, who is a music impact coach, and Kim Day, who is a marketing specialist. And we also have Karen Laos, who's like a communication Sherpa. Sivia, why don't you introduce yourself and we'll go from there. Sure, thank you so much for having me. I am Sivia Caroline. I am a music life and impact coach. I have come from the music industry 17 years doing artist management and marketing. And really my greatest love is working with people on accomplishing their dreams, accomplishing their goals, but really people who are doing it in the name of making a positive impact in the world and making positive change. So working, especially in the music industry, which I think has such a, an important place in social impact and people who are sort of at that intersection of music and social impact and helping them really, you know, strengthen the relationship with themselves and show up authentically so that they can have their greatest impact in the world. Excellent. And we just met a couple weeks ago. We did. And I'm like, music impact, impact theme. It's like perfect. Perfect And Kim, why don't you introduce yourself as well? And Kim, I've known you the longest of the people on this call, and we met a year ago, a year and a half ago, virtually. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, the sum of the amazing things that COVID and the pandemic did was bring the world closer together in certain aspects, right? And um, you're right. We have never met in person, but we have become kind of fast friends online, and you truly can build amazing relationships online. So I love that about, um, about what's happened. So thank you, yes, for having me, Deb, you are amazing. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kim. I am the author of Write and Grow Rich, which is not just my book. It's also my signature program where I teach entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants how they can write and publish a book to use it as a tool to elevate their branding, to position themselves as a thought leader and an expert in their space, that go-to expert that blows you out of the competition, blows away your competition and has uh, clients coming to you and attracted to you like a magnet so you can um, up-level your lead generation and create that impact, influence, and income that you deserve in your business and for the lives of the people that you're serving. And it's a shame you don't love what you do, Kim. Yeah. I know, right? I'm really not passionate about it at all. 
Well, and, and you all have great backstories, and I want to get into it in a second. But first, I want to welcome Karen. Hi there, everybody. Well, this is exciting. I always like to say that if you've ever held back from sharing your ideas, you can probably relate to my my typical client. So I work with women primarily over 40 in senior leadership roles in the corporate world. And I am a professional speaker primarily helping women to speak with confidence and clarity. And one of my favorite talks is three C's to command any room with confidence. So I'm, it took me far too long to find my voice. And when I, even though I was in an executive leadership role, when I finally realized, oh my gosh, I can be free of this. And it took a long time to get there. But once I did, I realized I want to help everybody else do it as well. So, so glad to be here, Deb. And that's the other thing too, which is really important and people forget is so I wrote my book so people can live the life that they want is basically like a choose your own adventure, figure out your instructions manual. And what's wonderful about the women that I'm here with today is I know we all believe the same thing, which is everybody deserves a life that makes them happy that brings uh, joy, impact, help to others. And that's really what it's all about because when you have a mission behind whatever it is that you create, that's like extra fuel to move you forward. I wanna backtrack to Kim because I love uh, Kim's backstory about how she got into this. So can you give us like the Reader's Digest version? Yeah, the Coles Notes version. <laughs> Thanks, Deb. Wait, um, wait, wait, what did you call them? The Coles Notes version. Oh, we call them Cliff Notes in the Cliff States. States. Okay, so maybe that's it's Coles hilarious. Notes in Canada, Cliff Notes in the U.S., I don't know. But if you I go way hilarious. back in time to like high school or university, that's what we used to get the quick and dirty on a, on a book without having to read the whole thing. So isn't that kind of funny? Pun intended, right? So um, uh, for over 13 years, I was actually a financial advisor. So uh, teaching people how to invest their money, save for retirement, grow their wealth over time. And if you come from the financial services sector, you'll know it is a very highly competitive market. So I would go again back in time to live networking events and I would usually be um, a handful, one of a handful of financial advisors in the room. So highly competitive, always looking for ways to stand out from the crowd to um, elevate myself above the other people competing for the same clients that I was. And I ended up writing in uh, 2017 my very first book. It was called The Financial Fitness Playbook, The Ultimate Guide to Winning the Money Game. And um, I actually had a bigger vision behind that. I wanted to uh, write a series of books. So that first one, my initial book, was going to turn into the Financial Fitness Playbook, the Baby Boomer's Guide to Winning the Money Game, the Millennial's Guide to Winning the Money Game, the Single Parent's Guide, the Entrepreneur's Guide, the single, uh, the, the, the Couple's Guide. Get the picture? No longer Cliff Notes. No, no longer Cliff Notes. I was going to no. have the guide for everybody, the specific <laughs> roadmap for everybody. But a funny thing happened after I wrote my book. In less than 12 months, my income and my business had doubled. So it was doing all of the things that my book coach had told me it was going to do. But then I had a huge epiphany, which was that I hated financial advising and I didn't really want to be in that business anymore. But what really excited me was the transformational results that I was able to get. The 
income increase, the increase in influence. And that big one, which was the topic for today, is that impact that I was able to have on not only my life, but the people that I was helping, that I was like, this is way more exciting. This is what I want to do. And now I'm super passionate about teaching those same tools that I use to double my income in less than 12 months to my clients through my program. Excellent. And the point, the point was, and you know, I adore you, so I can say this. The point was, you didn't like your life and you tripped over something that made your life better and you did more of it. And sometimes that's really all it takes is to take that step back and look at the things that you love, that you enjoy, so you do more of the good and less of the things that want to tear your hair out. Uh, so, Sevilla, what what was your backstory? How did you navigate into the world in which you are in now? Yeah, so I, um, like I said, I come from the music industry. It was the only career I ever knew as an adult. Um, I started in college. I was doing marketing and quickly went into just, you know, if anyone knows the music industry, it is a hustle all the way kind of industry, um, like many, I'm sure. But it was, I was doing artist management and marketing. I was both worked for different companies, worked on my own, and worked from everything from, you know, artists you may never have heard of to, you know, multi-platinum selling artists that everyone knows. And, um, I always loved music. I'm not a musician, but I just loved music. I loved what people want to hear. But really what I loved about it, as cliche as it is, 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 is how it touches people and how it makes, it has the power to connect people to kind of be this universal language. Um, and not only that, not only the power of the music itself, but the power of the artists and really the responsibility of the artists to use their platform, um, for, for positivity and for growth and for change in the world. And I had the privilege of working with some amazing artists who who did who did a great job at that. Um, and that was always the most fulfilling part of my career, working with artists who were involved in who were mission driven, who were involved in causes that that were important and who motivated their audience to to get involved and who really inspired their audience, not just through their music, but through their actions and how they lived their lives. Um, but one of the things I always saw was, you know, there were always those artists that kind of held themselves back from doing that out of fear, out of insecurity, out of all sorts of things. And, um, and as a manager, I was always kind of coaching artists, you know, without calling it that. And I always had this, this personal, um, passion for personal development and for mental health issues, which is, you know, a big issue in the music industry. And it, I just sort of saw this way of bringing all three of my passions together with social impact and activism, the music industry, and personal development and mental health into this uh, coaching business. And now I work with artists, creatives, um, people in the music industry who are sort of at that intersection of social impact, who want to use their platform, who want to use their voice to um to do good in the world, but it all starts with that relationship with themselves. And I really work with them on strengthening that, on helping them with the confidence, with the understanding, with the education they need um, to, to make their greatest impact. Nice, because that's the thing. We have the power and we also have more power than we ever know, but we have to start by claiming the power, which goes to confidence, which goes to Karen. And segue. Yeah. Well, I, I am all about the segue. And I didn't I didn't get to say this before. So 
this is the first time you and I are actually like seeing each other because we're clubhouse friends. I know. And you're like one of my first clubhouse friends because I'm an Android. So it took me a while to get on the bandwagon, (laughs) but, but not only thrilled to have you here and to meet you air quotes, uh, (laughs) but also I, I love your specialty because it really goes down to the confidence in claiming and you did this for other people and finally said, I'm doing it for myself. Yeah. What your light bulb? Yeah, sure. Well, I have a background in HR and I've left the corporate world twice. Most recently was just last July during COVID to focus on professional speaking specifically to help my own business. And most importantly, though, because I had done that for 14 years with this wonderful job that I had, but I wanted to focus specifically on women because my communication, or excuse me, my expertise is all around communication, the tactical elements of that. So how you come across through your presence, as well as your message, making a message stick and memorable. Those things are wonderful. But I wanted to focus on the internal woman. And that's what I spent probably the last 10 years working on myself around is getting more confident because I come from a minute. I'm originally from Minnesota. I've been in San Francisco for the past 25 years. But if anybody can relate to people pleasing or imposter syndrome or self-doubt because you're afraid somebody's going to judge you, those are all the things that have gone into my repertoire of helping others. But for me specifically, it was around not wanting to rock the boat. Like I grew up in a way that like you accommodate everybody and you want everybody to feel good. And I learned that, you know, you can't always make everybody feel good and you have to speak up for yourself specifically. So boundaries have has also become a big part of what I do as well as conflict resolution. But ultimately, in the end, it's really about helping women conquer that self-doubt or at least channel it so that you can speak with that confidence that you want to in any situation. And that helped me so much when I finally realized, you know what, it's it's not like I'm not going to die if I say my opinion and it might be different from somebody else. So the more I did that, the more I grew that confidence muscle. And I'm I'm just so in love with doing this now on my own. It's been wonderful. The first time I didn't have as much experience, it was more career coaching because of my HR background. But I would say the the big culmination really was just this last year and realizing you got to put that stake in the ground and say what you want and tell everybody, this is what I'm doing now. So putting yourself out there and making yourself visible so you don't become the best kept secret in your industry. Yes, because no one wants to be a secret, right? <laughs> And so you and you and I met in uh, through Innovation Women, which is a, a women's yes. group. So I'll, I'll the, and I don't it, it's not like I intentionally try to have all women panels, but frequently it just happens. And if you are a guy who is watching or listening, we appreciate you. And I am sure you will get something out of this. So please keep tuning in. So there you go. Uh, so really, what is impact? I mean, it's it's probably something that means different things to different people, but different people aren't here. Who's here? Are you all? So if you're if you're listening or if you're watching, please feel free to chime in with your thoughts. Um, but Kim, what about you? Let's start with you with that question. 
And let's start with you unmuted. Because <laughs> it's got to happen at least once a conversation. The saying of the year, you are on mute. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, yeah, I was trying to make sure there's no background noise. But anyways, uh, impact, what that means to me. I mean, it, uh, for me, it means um, how many people can I actually reach and help? Um, you know, it's having a larger voice, getting on maybe uh, larger platforms like Sivi is talking about with working with musicians, right? They have a really, um, they have a big responsibility because they have big platforms. They, they have a really powerful influence over people. So they have the ability to make that impact in others' lives, which is why I love what I do with respect to helping people elevate that branding, elevate their expert and their thought positioning, position themselves as experts and thought leaders because experts, thought leaders, uh, credible experts, celebrity, all have the ability to make a bigger impact, to have a bigger influence in the in the lives of people that they serve, and in um, in the eyes of the general public and the people that they're they're talking in front of. So I think it's really important that you know. My coach once said to me, I know a lot of people have fear really like around selling and promoting themselves and that, that fear of visibility, as Karen even talked about, right? Like fear of getting out and putting yourself out there and speaking and having an opinion. And my one of my business coaches said to me, you know, you actually, you're selfish if you don't get out there and share your message. People are out there looking for you. They need your help. You, no matter what you're doing and what business are you, you are in, have unique gifts that nobody else can bring to the table because no one else has your background, has your history, and shares your story. So shame on you if you don't get out there and wait, and, wait, 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 no, 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 yourself no. and have that big impact because you need to help change people's lives. You are needed. You are wanted. You are worthy. You are enough. And I agree with everything you said, except for the shame on you part, because we, 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 we get the gold stars for the progress. What I, what I will, I'll do a little edit. If you're not there yet, hopefully you will be inspired by this conversation to uplift yourself and have more of that impact that you know you can have. How's that? Absolutely. Language is everything, right, Deb? Well, it, it's shame like, on me for being so using such shameful language. No, it, it's okay. Yes, we all know I'm the woman with the gold stars. Everybody gets a trophy. You know, when I used to do real live events, that was the first thing I would give at the beginning of my workshop because you chose yourself. You came here today, so that's really important. Uh, the other thing is, so I did public speaking all through uh, all through high school, college. I, I did competitive talking. And if ever anybody asked me, you know, what is the advice to kids or to people, or but it really applies to anyone, is practice talking. Because when you have those communication skills, you can really go anywhere. And oral, written, all the above, more the better. And so, Karen, what is impact? You mentioned this a little bit, but I'll let you dive in further. What does impact mean to you? Sure. Well, to me, it's about inspiring somebody to think or act differently. If we've made an impact, they're actually going to do something about it or feel something and then hopefully get them to do something. And when I say get them to do something, I don't mean like <laughs> pounding their head, but being inspired, being almost like, uh, you know, this attractive, this law of attraction thing or like, oh, like I'm, I'm magnetized by what you said and therefore I'm going to go out and do what I'm going to do in the world. Just like Kimberly is talking about, I love everything you said, Kimberly, like you are enough. I love that. All the things you said, because 
it really is so important to recognize that we do have gifts and talents that are unique to only us. But being able to take that courageous step for some of us, similar to you, Deb, I've been speaking my whole life. <laughs> I loved speaking in high school and all of that. I'm a classic extrovert. But getting to that point where it's really thinking about what does my audience care about? And I'm not necessarily talking about public speaking, even though a whole side note of that, I laugh. I go, is there really such a thing as private speaking? <laughs> I mean, unless you're talking to yourself in the shower or your car, we always <laughs> have an audience. So thinking about what does your listener care about? What matters to them? And the more we can make our message relevant the more memorable we're going to be. And we can build that trust and credibility quickly as well. And then we can have more of an impact with people because they trust us and ultimately they like us more too. And so it really does add on to what Kim said, you know, how many people can I reach and help? And then how can I inspire them to think or act differently? So, so Sibia, your turn to tack on to this, to the answer to this question on what is impact. Yeah, I mean, I love what everybody said. And first of all, I've never heard anyone refer to it as competitive talking. And I love that. <laughs> that is so great. Um, yeah, I mean, I think of impact in almost as like in a few different tiers, like there's, there's, you can have the impact like on a celebrity level on a huge scale where you can reach millions of people or even if you don't eat, you're not even on social media or nobody quote unquote nobody knows who you are everybody has a sphere of influence right everybody has whether it's just their own community or their own family or their few friends everybody has that sphere of influence and you never know the ripple effect of what um impact you can make you never know who's going to be um, inspired or impacted by something you said, by something you did, by just how you show up and take that and make huge change. So to me, impact can be on a very personal level and how you impact somebody individually, how you make them feel, whether you inspire them in a way to take action. It's leading by example, right? Or it can be, you know, on a much broader scale and a much more global scale from social impact movements and social justice to influence government, to influence systemic uh, institutions that need to change. And all of those have huge importance and they all start on an individual level. When we talk about systemic issues, what are systems? They're made up of individuals and they're made up of individual people who come together with, with this sort of same kind of thinking and the same kind of motive. And if we can change that on an individual level, then we start to change that on a global level as well. So to me, you know, even joking about what what you were saying, Karen, about talking to yourself, I honestly think that is always the best audience to start with is yourself. You have to talk to yourself first, whether it's journaling or in the car or talking to yourself. You really have to develop that relationship and learn how to talk to yourself and learn how to impact yourself so that you can impact others. Um, that's always what I say is your your relationship with yourself is really what's going to determine your impact um, on the people around you and on the world around you. Well, and you actually accidentally answered my next question. Oh, which is what is, which is, no, it's good. It's a nice transition. Hey, I, I love the transition. But really, it it is what is the first step and the first step starts with you. Do, do you have anything you want to add to that answer? Yeah, no, absolutely. I see um, 
so much of, you know, you know, if we talk about like on a on a global scale, on, on even if we look at some of the social justice movements that are happening um, in the world around us, you know, we see people who who hop onto something because it's trendy. You know, I call it like knee jerk activism. You know, everybody's talking about this, so this is what's important. So I'm gonna put my voice in. But if you haven't done that work on yourself, and if you don't really, you know, know what your values are and what you stand for it's not going to have the same impact as if it's something that you've really dove deep into that you have that strong relationship with yourself that you're open and you're willing to learn and you're willing to listen and you're willing to be wrong and you're willing to fail, right? You have to be willing to do all of those things and to have that courage and that relationship with yourself to take those risks in order to have the greatest impact. But it really does start with knowing yourself, knowing your values, trusting yourself, trusting to yourself to have your own back to, to be able to take those risks. Um, and then and to have the confidence to speak up to know your voice to know what's important to you so you can speak about it. It's fantastic. And you know, the D and the dead method is determine your mission. So once you have that everything stems from there. But I love that you added onto it, not just your values and where you stand, but to know your own voice. That is absolutely huge where it comes to impact. So Kim, what do you think is the first step in, in, in having an impact? Where's the mute button? <laughs> Back to me and the mute button. Um, yeah, Sivia, I mean, I agree with everything uh, Sivia just said. It really does all start with you. It starts with that internal dialogue. It starts with understanding your values. I, I had a couple of things pop in to my mind immediately, which is that analogy of being on the plane. And you can't help others if you don't put your own oxygen mask on first. So you really need to start from within and make sure that you're doing the work. And it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be in a perfect place. But it means you've started taking those action steps moving forward. Again, one of my coaches once told me, you just have to be a couple of steps ahead of your of, of your clients because you're following a path and you're leading them and guiding them along that path. So um, having impact starts with making that impact for yourself and making sure that you're okay, that your income is okay, that your health is okay, that your relationships are okay, that you're working on yourself to be that better human in whatever area of your life that you're working on. Those were fantastic, um, you know, fantastic tips for sure. Um, and, you know, some of, some of the things that I really feel I embody and live by is taking massive imperfect action. You don't have to know it all and have all the answers. You can move forward and you can, you, you know, you might and you will fail, but I say fail fast and fail forward. Just, just go for it. And then, uh, you know, instead of worrying about having all of your T's crossed and your I's dotted, um, I, I work on the analogy of ready, fire, aim, because you can make adjustments as you go. You fire and you miss the target, make a little change and tweak it and then move forward again. So I act in spite of fear all of the time. And I really, truly believe that all amazing things, if you're feeling scared and, and a little bit nervous, think about it as excitement and understand that all of the amazing things that you're going to do in your life and all the big impact that you're going to have all happens right on the outside of your comfort zone. So just go for it and take massive imperfect action. And that is the start 
of creating a big impact for not only yourself, but the people that you serve. I love that so much. And anyone who knows me knows done is better than perfect is one of my favorite phrases because nothing is ever going to be perfect enough for some people. And at a certain point, you have to say, this is good. Send. And so Karen, with the thumbs up, what is your, what do you believe is the perfect first step of making an impact? Well, I agree with the the others and what's been said around starting with you. And the two specific things that I would suggest is to figure out what you want and why that is. Because if we don't know what we want and we're just, I, I feel like too much of my life and also I've learned with working with a lot of women, we're living for someone else or we're thinking, oh, I'm doing that because yeah, somebody said that. Or I, I, at one point in my life, I worked with a lot of lawyers and all of them were trying to get out of their career. They wanted to do something different. And they said, well, I, I guess I did this because my mom thought it would be good or who, my grandfather or whoever. And that's where I like people to start is what is it that you actually want to do? Giving yourself permission to think big and then why that is so that you can be clear when you do get out in the world and you start speaking and sharing your opinions. You know, you accidentally stumbled on my absolute favorite phrase, which is you can't get what you want unless you know what you want, which is why I wrote my book. Because it's all about the foundation, you know, giving yourself that permission to say, if I lived in this perfect world, what would my life be? Not the world that my my partner, spouse, family, education dictates I should do. It's a yes. See, I knew we were like this when we met, Karen. I think that's hilarious. Uh, but well, and can, can I share a quick story? I wish you would, please. <laughs> This is getting a little more personal and vulnerable, but I remember many years ago when I was trying to decide if I wanted to be with this guy or not, and it was back and forth for almost 10 years, and a therapist I was working with said, well, what do you want? And I said, well, I don't know what Chris wants yet. And he goes, wait a second, what do you want? And that was one of the first moments that I realized, oh, I get to choose and because it was modeled for me as a kid that my dad called the shots and that as the authority figure in the household, he basically told my mom what to do. And it was crazy to think that, what was that in my thirties or something like that to think I and maybe even late thirties, but ultimately that was a huge aha moment and kind of terrifying to realize, wow, it took me that long. But on the other hand, really empowered me to recognize I do get to choose we have the power of self-agency. We've got to recognize that. Yes. Tell me what you're holding up, Deb. Oh, I'm giving you a gold star. <laughs> Thank you. It's amazing. And I, I'm pretty sure because we're, we're friends on the social that I know how the story ends, but why don't you tell everybody else? Oh yeah. Good point. <laughs> we did. We did. It was very scary to make the choice that I did want to be with him. And for probably six months, wasn't sure what he wanted because we had said, we've, we've got to take a break for real. And he came back and asked me to go on our first millionth official date was I going to say like the first official date as actually being a couple. And yeah, we got married, We've been married for eight years now, but that, that took a lot of time to get there. <laughs>
It's a wonderful story. And I, we all appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that because it's true. It's a, it's a mind shift and that's in choosing yourself. Not, I, I was very lucky. My artist mom always said, Hey Deb, you know, follow your passion, do the things that you love. And I often say, you know, she's the cheerleader to the cheerleader of everybody. So thanks mom. You can all thank her. Um, But really I've always known, you know, that I want, it didn't matter what I did. I knew that when I became a grown up, it didn't matter what I was doing, but the thing that I wanted to do, I wanted to be able to help others. I wanted to be an expert in my field of choice because why, and goes back to what, what Kim said at the beginning. Yes. We'll, we will call back to the thing that I pseudo shamed you on is if you're going to do something, do it big, be the voice because people need you. Those people who are having trouble developing that voice, what is what is something like really simple and non-scary? I mean, I love all these really big picture first steps, but what is a very good concrete first step someone can do to start creating an impact? Uh, Sivia, do you want to start us? I think part of it, Kim, Kim really caught on is 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 really it is just taking that step. It is just going and doing it, whether it's sharing it on social media, um, or even just telling a friend, you know, whatever feels, you know, a li- safe, but a little bit outside your comfort zone. I like to say, you know, you have your comfort zone, and you have like, what seems like absolutely scary, I'm gonna die. But there's an in between thing there, right? There's a part in between that's like, this is a little outside my comfort zone. This is a little bit of a stretch. But, but I can gather up the courage to do it. Figure out what that is and do that. And as the more you start to do that, the more your comfort zone really just sort of expands and widens. And then, you know, something that used to be that in that scary, I'm going to die zone becomes something that's, you know, maybe just a little bit outside your comfort zone. So the more you can, um, you can just sort of take that first step and do what, what, what seems a little bit scary, but manageable. Um, and you do that over and over and over again, and you practice. And again, like what Kim said, is you be willing to fail. I always say failure is part of the process. We're so scared of failure that we just hold ourselves back and we don't even get started. But what if you knew that you had to fail a thousand times in order to, to reach the goal you were trying to, to get to? If you knew that, you would get to it and you would start failing over and over again because you know that that's what, what you have to do and that's what the process is. So just learn how to have your own back, stretch yourself and practice over and over and over again. That, that's such a good question. What if you knew you had to fail a thousand times before you succeeded? You're absolutely right. People would fail so much more often and more spectacularly. I think you just and we would celebrate it right we wouldn't be like oh damn I failed we would celebrate it like yes one more step on the way to where I'm trying to go and and I think we need to celebrate failure so much more than we do well I do toot your horn Thursday in my write on online Facebook group for that reason to celebrate the wins but every now and then someone will say I survived does that count everything counts sometimes that's like absolutely best win so Kim, unmuted, do you have a one, a just one concrete thing someone can do as their first step? Uh, and I mean, it's just, it's, it feels repetitive again, but it really is that movement into action. Um, it all starts with that first step. 
the analogy that comes to my mind, I'm full of analogies, but it's that how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. With lots of sauce. Right, with some, I love hot sauce. I put that (laughs) meat on everything. Uh, so there's that, right? So, and 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 just circling back to the the failure and and failing fast, failing forward. You know, when failure happens, don't look at it as a failure. Instead of saying most people beat yourself up, those mean girls they talk a lot in my own head. So um, instead of you know, re- try to reframe that into instead of saying what did I do wrong, ask a better question. Ask what did I learn. And it always circles back to my million and one analogies, but it, and then, it, and then it comes back to take that next step, take the next bite of the elephant, ready, fire, aim. I feel repetitive, but it really is the, the, the secret sauce is movement into action and just keep going one step at a time. If you don't quit, you will eventually get there. That is true. And we're all about the goals here. Well, I am obviously. And so are you all, or else why would you be here? When you look at the big picture, what you, I call it Goaltopia. Think about the life you want. What does that look like? Because you can get what you want unless you know what you want. And it will manifest itself in different ways. The more different ways you try, the the closer you get to the one that works. So Karen, what about you? What is one good concrete action step? Yes, I'm going to give two. What are two good concrete <laughs> action steps? One is to write your own eulogy. It might sound a little morbid, but start with a legacy that you want to leave. What do you want people to say about you? Just take 15 minutes and write it. Now that may sound like, what? My whole life in 15 minutes? But if we're talking about baby steps, actions that we can move towards something, take a just without editing yourself, just write what you think for a few minutes and set a timer so that you know that there's an end goal. The other thing, this is more related to my specialty, but record yourself, see how you sound here, see what you look like. And if you, if you are really nervous about recording yourself on video, then just do audio. But the, a lot of, most of the work that I do with my clients is recording, but then the thing you got to do is actually watch it back or listen to it back. I have people that go, I recorded myself. And I say, did you watch it? <laughs> oh, well, not, no, but we've got to start getting used to the sound of our voice and what other people see. It's the only way that we can see objectively, just like professional athletes, you watch the tape. You do the thing, you watch it, you look and see, what am I doing well? What could I do better? And when you do that, make sure that you look for the things to celebrate. What do I actually do well? And if you need to get somebody else with you, like a coach or a friend to watch it and identify some of those things, because that in and of itself, having that reality check will hopefully help you to have more confidence to speak a little bit more and get out there in the world and be your best self so everybody can see you. Well, I love that that you used look for the things you need to fix, but also the things you you want to celebrate because it does go back to, you know, everybody gets a trophy. Sometimes the smallest win is going to be the biggest win to you. I, I think someone interviewed me last week or the week before and said, Deb, I'm going to send you the recording before I release it. So you can listen and make sure there's nothing you don't want us to put in there. And I'm like, no, we're good. I mean, because all of my words are going to be my words. So you might as well take them. I mean, I appreciated it. And then it's like, did I do it because I didn't want to hear myself talk? Well, maybe a little bit, but more so, I think as you, as you talk a lot, you know, it's good 
I don't prep that much for when I'm interviewed. I like I like to know the topic, but I also don't like to be can- to sound canned. So I just you know I sometimes I'll have a list of don't forget to say this, but mostly it's just me going blah 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 blah. blah. But the whole listening there are situations where I will listen to myself because that's also how you develop material right so if you want to write articles write a book write whatever you can take your content that you're speaking about listen or have it transcribed I I completely took a left turn on this tangent I hope you all didn't get whiplash some of creating an impact is getting your words out into the world and whether it is the actual words via video or like the stuff that you read doesn't matter. It's or music. It doesn't make a difference. But I think part of it too is finding what is that thing, not just what you're excited about, but what is the vehicle that makes the most sense to you to get your words out there. Do you have some thoughts on this, Karen? I bet you do. I want to come back to what something that I believe it was Sivia said earlier. Trust yourself because so often we we don't do that. And that's such a huge part of stepping into our confidence and being able to put ourselves out there in the world. And too often we're still looking, even residual effects of, of our growth, we could be looking for other people to define us or looking for other people to approve of us. And there's so many of those things that We've got to make sure that we stand strong in who we are. And then, of course, things like the elements of projecting your voice, speaking with conviction, making sure that you also have a lightness to your facial expressions. I mean, this this I don't want to get this off too much on a tangent related to speaking tips, but it really is a huge aspect of how we feel in our own skin and also recognizing that. A lot of people, for example, when I record people and then we watch it back, most people have already catastrophized in their head that they're going to be terrible. And so when they watch it, 95% of the time people go, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. And, And having that reality check is also super helpful to instill more confidence. It's like a muscle. The more you use it, the better you're going to get. Catastrophize great word. So it's really, if you set your expectations really low before you watch yourself, you're going to be like, oh, that was the best. So I think that the idea is to find balance. Well, and we're all our own worst critic, right? So automatically we're going to start with what we didn't like. That's why I always tell people before we watch this, watch it objectively. Think, what is this person doing better? Or excuse me, doing well, and what could this person do better? But there's a lot of times I have to force people to come up with something. They'll start right away with, oh, I didn't do this or that. It's like, no, no, no. What did you like? What did this person do well? And so I think an extra like bonus, and and I'll let you all give very specific goals in, in a minute, but an extra bonus goal is to like compliment yourself. Look at yourself and find the good things because that's going to also, you know, put the the happy stuff along with the mission, the vision, the motto, the what you want out of life, but give it that I'm awesome. And that's, that'll be like an extra shove in the right direction. What do you think, Kim? Um, What do I think about anything? (laughs) Well, I have lots of thoughts. So, okay. Anything (laughs) to putting yourself out there when making an impact. 
Of course. And, you know, again, that's it's one of those biggest fears, right? And I'm sure Karen, Karen probably spouts this uh, from the rooftops a lot of time. But I mean, public speaking is only you know, is, is the biggest fear of the world, only second to death for most people. So having that, um, vi having visibility and creating impact can be scary for some people. And I love the, what Karen said about confidence is like a muscle and that really it gets stronger over time if you use it more. So it's just really about all about getting out there, figure out what you're passionate about, figure out what you, what your values are, where we're coming uh, back full circle, you really do need to understand who it is that you're trying to help. What are the transformational results that you help people um, achieve? And if you are passionate about that and you really do want to help others, then become becoming visible is less about selling and being scared of putting yourself out there. And if you look at it and, and spin that around and shift your perspective into how am I serving others? Uh, sometimes being visible is a little bit less scary because you're doing it in service to others and and trying to make that big impact for other people. And the byproduct of that is you have a big impact on yourself and in your own business. I love that. That's fantastic. And Sivia. Oh, man, I was just nodding and my head is hurting from nodding so much. But um, <laughs> you're welcome. It's just Yeah, just everything. I mean, everything you were saying, both of you um, and Karen, like, you know, I still relate to to the idea of recording yourself. So, you know, I've worked with artists and musicians my whole career and I've never been the one in the front of the camera, right? I'm always in the back and I'm and I'm promoting them. And and when I switched into coaching all of a sudden I had to I had to start doing it myself. And obviously in COVID we're all seeing ourselves on Zoom, right? We're all like picking apart, oh, there's a new wrinkle there and there's a new this there. And I, oh I didn't know I sound like that. And, you know, when I went through coaching training, we had to record ourselves and watch it back. And trust me, my brain was going crazy with all of the things I was picking apart. And it really is about finding the good things first. Um, this is something I've gotten from one of my coaches. So I didn't make this up, but I think it's so relevant for everything is when you're doing an evaluation on something is first you do what worked, what was good about it, what worked. Then you look at what didn't work. Then you look at what you would, you're going to do differently the next time. But our brains are so um, accustomed to going for the negative first that then we're just shut down and we can't even see the good parts. We can't even see what did. So if we train ourselves to when we're do, looking at something, and I do this with, with artist clients as well, whether it's a performance or a song they wrote or something, what are the good parts? What do we like? What went well? I had a client who would come off stage. The audience would be going crazy thinking it was the best thing ever. Um, and my artist would come off stage and be like, that sucked. That was terrible. I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe this went wrong. And I'm like, I didn't even know what you were talking about. You know, and I've seen you perform a million times. I know when you mess up and I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. But we're so used to looking at those things. But if we can train ourselves to look at the good parts first, what did we do well? What worked? What did people respond to? What re resonated with people? How did I inspire? Then you look at what you want to change and what you want to improve on. But we've got to look at, at, at what's working first. That is such a wonderful transition, again, into the next question. But but I'm going to put a little twist on it. So at, the, at this point, before we wrap, I like it for my guests to not only give a gift a goal to those who are watching, but also set a goal for themselves. So what is the one thing that you want to be accomplishing in the next month or by the end of the year? And what is a goal that you can gift to our audience 
of one thing they can do. I mean, we're giving them lots and lots of great information, but what is the one thing that they can do when they're done that's going to set them on the right path? And do you want to start us off, Kim? Uh, Sure. So um, my one big goal for myself this year, which is also a tip at the same time, is that I am automating my business. So I'm doing a big uh, rebrand. So I'm putting up a website, creating my landing page, and finally getting some systems and automation in place so I can stop being a manual entrepreneur and start being an automated entrepreneur. The tip behind that is you don't have to have a website, landing pages, and fancy stuff to be an entrepreneur. Just take massive imperfect action. And I guess that could almost really be the tip for the, for the, for the, for somebody watching is that, you know, you don't have to have everything figured out to get started, get started. An object in motion stays in motion. It is the law of physics. So create yourself a little bit of a momentum um, by taking some action. And if you want any help, I do have a, a challenge coming up. It is my uh, income influence and impact five day video training series. It's completely free. I will provide the link to Deb. If anybody is interested in hopping into that free video training, I am happy to uh, get you that uh, information and that content um, on the house um, on, well, actually on Deb, because she is the one hosting this. So you can thank her for the free gift and um, I'm sure she'd be happy to provide that to you. Well, I will put uh, the link, any links that you wish to share. Uh, any of our guests in the recap, which you can go to the devmethod.com slash blog. Sivia, what is a goal for yourself? And what is a goal that you want to gift to the audience? All right. So my goal for myself by the end of this year, which my birthday is also at the end of this year, happens to be a particularly big one this year. So we're going to go, we're going to go big here. But, um, but my goal for the, for the end of the year is to start I want to do an, a start an IG live series kind of podcast where I'm talking to people in the music industry, people in the influencer space, although I hate that word, but um, who are, who are making impact and what they're doing and what inspires them. Um, so that's, I want to get that started by the end of the year. And um, I will put that out there. If anyone is interested in being a guest and you're in the entertainment and impact space, reach out to me. And a goal I would like to gift is, I would say, start with a daily practice. So I love journaling. I love it in the morning. I love having a series of questions I ask myself um, just to really start developing that relationship with yourself. We talked about trusting yourself. We talked about knowing what you want. We talked about knowing your values. All of that starts with really having that dialogue and that conversation with yourself. And whether it's five minutes or 45 minutes, take that time every day to ask yourself those questions and to journal about it. Um, and that is going to build that foundation and that relationship with yourself that you can then share with the world. I love that. I love journaling. That's perfect. And Karen, what is your goal and what is your goal as gift? My goal is longer term than this year, but I have felt it on my heart to host a TEDx event in San Francisco. So I'm looking at doing that. Maybe next year might be further out than that, but within the next one to two years. So that's my big, hairy, audacious goal, as they say. Love it. The thing that I would love to suggest to people related to confidence building is to ask 
five people that you know and trust in various parts of your life that would give you three to five positive attributes or strengths about you. And I've I've done this throughout the years. I do it with my clients. And it's really powerful when you can start getting a sense of how you're coming across to others and helping to boost your own confidence to see, well, what do other people see in me that maybe I don't see? So there might be some things that you didn't even realize. Most importantly, what I've noticed is the themes. That's what I hear time and time again from people that do the exercise that, wow, there's all these same themes around this. And that can be a way to start on building your confidence. Oh, that's fantastic. These are great personal goals and great gift goals. And when you do your TEDx, expect a pitch from me. I'm just I'm just throwing that goal out to you because TEDx is on my list as well. What a wonderful, impactful conversation on impact. Where can people find you, Karen? Yes, my website is karenlaus.com and that's spelled Karen, like K-A-R-E-N and L-A-O-S.com. I'm also on Instagram quite a bit at Karen Laus Consulting. Fantastic. And Kim, where can people find you? Best way to get a hold of me is on social media. Facebook is my preferred, but you will find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter under the same handle at The Real Kim Day. Fantastic. And Sylvia? Uh, yeah. So my website is Cliff Impact Entertainment. That's C L I C impactentertainment.com. Um, and you can always, if anyone's interested in scheduling a discovery call uh, to hear more about my one-on-one program, uh, you can sign up there. And I live on Instagram and uh, Facebook as well, but more uh, uh, more on Instagram if you want to DM me. It is just at my name, Sidia Caroline. Fantastic. And you can find me at The Deb Method everywhere. And if you need a little push, figuring out your impact goals or your mission or your purpose, you can grab a copy of your goal guide, a roadmap for setting, planning and achieving your goals on Amazon or at your favorite place to buy books. Well, this has been so much fun. What final thoughts would you like to leave everybody with? Uh, Kim? Final thought, it is your time to create the influence, income, and impact for your life and for those of your business. Go for it. That's my line. That's okay. You can borrow it. The go for it, not the whole long sentence beforehand. But you're right. It is your time. Sivia. I would say the world is waiting to hear from you. The world needs to hear from you. The world wants to hear from you. So go do it. And Karen. All that you are seeking is also seeking you. That sounds so Californian. (laughs) Rumi, I just posted that the other week. It's so true. It's so, so powerful. You know, I am also a Midwestern transplant. So that must be the other reason why we have such a, well, I love being a Midwesterner in California because I get to be a Midwesterner, but I also get to live in California. So it's really, and I love how the really basic message is be true to yourself and go for it, because that's really all that impact is, is to know who you are, what you stand for, and then push yourself out into the world. Uh, thank you so much, as Cynthia Caroline, Kimberly Day, and Karen Laos for a wonderful conversation on impact. And if you're watching or listening or however you found me, 
I thank you. Again, you can follow at the Dev Method for more conversations and inspiration. And in the meantime, you all have some really good, important, helpful homework. So just figure out what you want from life and go on out there and go for it because we know that you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.